Peace, everybody. How's your day going today? This is Fasting is Life, and I welcome you back to another awesome video. And on today's title, we're going to talk about yoga, the involuntary worship of fallen angels. And I'm making this video because uh, for those of you, if you didn't get a chance, uh, to some of you, I'll be publishing a video and some of you will probably see it soon. Uh, the topic on yoga and basically it's a, an informational video where I give you the history of yoga, what it's about and how it's promoted in the West and its origin and its purpose. So on that video I, I, work, I, I made, it's about an hour long because there is so much to dive into and I was cutting edges where I was showing different pictures and stuff like that. But I, I, the first, like I'll say the first 40 minutes of the video, I focus more on the, uh, on the history, the, uh, what's behind the teachings that some people may be ignorant of. And uh, basically, uh, I dived in deep to basically show you the truth about yoga any correlation with scriptures and then that's why i'm choosing to have this actual video where i'm gonna break down according to the scriptures that tells you why i came to the conclusion that yoga is satanism right and i have uh, different scriptures ready and in that video you see i have different pictures but since i'm making this one let me show you some of the pictures that you can have an idea of what i cover about showing you the different position of yoga, right? So you're gonna have an idea. And I basically explain in that video that uh, yoga is the worship of fallen angels. And then those position that they make you do is in honor of those gods, those Nephilim. And some people may not be aware of it, so they just do it, not knowing, right? what it's about so let me remove the banner and then kind of show you the images of the gods that the people make their pauses in alignment with a lot of people they love being in ignorance so that you know they're without an excuse but hey that's not how the reality of this world works even when you do things in ignorance you're participating in, in a ritual, unaware. So, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm showing you these pictures before I can dive in in the scriptures. And I'll, I'm going to be showing you scriptures that tells you what yoga is about and to worship. Because people have to understand Hinduism is one of the oldest religion on earth. And it's it dates all the way back to ancient Babylon. Right. So for those of you who don't know, ancient Babylon was basically how all civilization relates to their foundation. That was before the language was split. The Bible talks about there was once upon a time where all mankind had one language. We had one way of speaking, one way of, of communicating. Then the gods, a group of gods came down and split the, the tongues into 70 nations. And then those nations went split apart, they spread out throughout the earth, 
following that God or uh, this divine being who gave them the new language. And those are the, the quote-unquote gods who have led mankind astray through their teachings and worship and idolatry against the, the creator who made them the most high. So uh, let's see. Let me go back to the main picture that has yoga on it. And let me bring back the banner. Yoga, the involuntary worships of angels. First, let me go to the book of John, John chapter 4. Get your Bibles. I'll prefer you getting the King James Bible. Let's go there. It says, ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. This verse uh, was uh, uh, pronounced by the, uh, the, the Israelite known as Yeshaya according to scriptures, but the world know him by his uh, Greek or Roman name, Jesus. He said, the, key, the reason why I'm reading the verse, the key way he said, he was speaking to a woman. He said, you worship, you don't know what. There are some people in this world, they're practicing a worship. They have no idea what it's about. Notice he say we referring to the Israelites, the Jews, the Judeans. He say we know what we worship. He's like you trying to do, you trying to quote unquote get into our worship, and you have no idea what it's about. You have this fantasy or this way of looking at things where it's not what it's about. It's the same thing when I talk about yoga. A lot of people, even when you look it up on Wikipedia and do, you do your research, it tells you that. The way yoga got sold into the West was through the umbrella of exercise and pose and all that stuff, right? Because uh, they mix it up with gymnastics. But to a person from the East, right, from India, who is into Hinduism, when he looks at uh, these Westerners, he'd be like, these guys have no idea what they're doing, <laughs> You have an atheist, that's the irony, an atheist doing yoga, a person who quote-unquote claim not to believe in any deity. When yoga is a worship, what? What did they say? Yoga is what? The union between the, the, the spirit of man with the spirit of the divine. Are you an atheist? How in the hell are you going to be practicing a quote-unquote theistic Ritual as an atheist. Isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> Let me go to the next verse. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 5. Let's read it. And them thou worship the host of heaven upon the housetops, and them thou worship and thou swear by the Lord, and thou swear by Malcolm. Malcolm was an ancient deity, he was an ancient god that the, the Israelites began to worship. Oh, Malcolm, his other he's not, he's not name is Moloch. So he was known by many names. The word of his name comes from the word Malak, which is a, he, uh, you know, ancient um, uh, for king. So the Amorites was a tribe that was known to do a child sacrifice. 
by burning the truth into fire to to this god Malk, um, uh, Moloch or Malcolm. So it's talking about a worship of what what host of heaven. Host of heaven in towards the scriptures is a term that refers to the stars. Stars are beings, are living beings, are spiritual beings. But to our physical eyes, we see them as what we call stars. That's another form they take. And you have people who worship this entity. Some of those entities are right here on earth talking about, I'll read some verse to tell you how they came down. And people involuntarily look up in the sky and they worship these things. Instead of worshiping the creator of those things, they're worshiping his creation, the lesser beings. And uh, let me go to the next verse. The book of Revelation, chapter 19, verse 10. All right, it says, And I, referring to John, because John was in a, he was seeing a vision. And he says, And I fell at his feet. His feet here is worship, is referring to the angel that came here, angel messenger, Malak, who came to uh, uh, to give him a message from Christ. So seeing after seeing the events that he was seeing in his vision, John felt compelled, you know, to worship. Notice the key word, say worship, not to honor, say worship, to worship this angel. And what did the angel say? And he say unto me, see thou doest not. I say, you better not do it. That's why he basically told me, you better not do it. I am thy fellow servant, meaning he said, I'm your fellow co-worker. We both workers. We both in the same level. Don't put me any higher than yourself. And he says, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of the Yesha, Yeshaya, or they say, here he says, Jesus. He said, and then this angel says, worship God, worship the most high, worship the creator of all. For the testimony of Yeshaya is the spirit of prophecy. So we see here this, and this goes to show you that this is a righteous divine being because this man called John felt compelled to worship this being who had this glory, who, you know, who had this certain power of him. When he felt compelled to worship him, this being reminded John, he said, wait a minute, don't do what you're about to do. Worship God. Notice he, this being didn't say worship Jesus either. He said worship God. Worship the most high. He said, I am that fellow servant. See, we live in, a lot of people, you know, we are mankind. We are quote unquote mortals, meaning we die. But there's something about us. We were created at the image of the most high. This angel, this being from above, told John, he says, I am your fellow servant. We are working together. He didn't put himself above John or below him. He said, we are on the same level. We are working for a purpose. Don't, don't worship me. I am just like you. We are brothers. So according to the Bible, the Bible is telling you, 
a lot of people are compelled to look at angels as these great beings. I mean, yes, they should be respected, right? They should be honored for their position, but they should not be worshipped. That's the difference. And even the Bible is showing you that even someone who believes can be compelled to worship an entity from beyond our dimension. Why? Because they, they're, they're different. There's something about them that energy will compel this, this earthly body to worship. But we shouldn't do that. That's what the, the scripture is reminding us. And that's why when I talk about yoga, that a lot of people are being compelled to do what? To worship these beings right here. To worship these beings right here. These entities. These fallen gods that the nations worship. That you're, quote unquote, tricked, compelled to. Right. That's that's the that's the, the, the sad part. All right. Let me go back to the next verse. Yeah, I save all these verses so I can show you. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 through 9. What does it say? Verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. A dragon is a big serpent. And notice in some of the pictures I showed you, what does all those gods have in common? A serpent around them. Kundalini, do your research. Verse 8, and prevail not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. So here it's giving you a background story about the, this host of heaven who used to be in the sky but got kicked out. They got kicked out and they fell down this earth. And now from, from them being amongst mankind, man began to, to worship them. They began to give them glory. Verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. He goes by many names. His name is Lucifer. Some of his name is uh, Aha, uh, was it, um, uh, Yahweh, Jehovah, Am Amon, uh, uh, Krishna, Vishnu, like many names. Ra, Osiris, like they call him by many names. We could go into details, but we're going to stick with, uh, you know, the topic at hand. Which deceived, keyword, which deceived the whole world. This great dragon deceives every society. He was cast cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. He didn't fall alone. He came down with one third of the hosts of heaven. Billions of them, millions of them are amongst us. They are, some of them are invisible to us. Some of them are visible to us. This is what I'm trying to show you guys. Uh, when you when when you when you watch that video about yoga, you will understand when I show you the images. But here, uh, I'm sticking more in the scriptures to basically prove what what I I show you in that video concerning yoga and its practice and, and its origin and the things they're not telling you, you know, because they want to leave you in ignorance. So you you be quote unquote involuntary 
give glory to these beings. Let's go to the next verse. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3. All right. It says, Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How many times do you hear some people say, Oh, we're not supposed to judge? Only God can judge me. But he, Paul, he's reminding the believers. He says, don't you know we will judge angels? And he, watch this. Who, which angels are we going to judge? Are we going to judge the good angel like the one John spoke to who say, don't worship me, worship God? Or are we going to judge the angels who are teaching mankind yoga to involuntarily worship them? Those are the angels we're going to judge. So if we, quote-unquote, mortals are destined to judge them, why are we now giving them glory? as greater than us when we are prophesied to judge them. Check out the next part. It says, how much more things that pertains to this life? See, Paul is saying, if we're going to be judging angels, what about the little things that are in our life that we should be judging? Meaning, if we're going to have this greater judgment position in the future, how about now? Meaning, there are little things minuscule compared to the judgment of angels that we should be judging. There's nothing wrong with judging. The problem with the scripture says unjust judging is what the Bible is against. People, when they used to, oh, you're not supposed to judge. Okay, watch this. If I'm a thief, why should I judge you for stealing when I'm a known, I'm a known, I'm a non-stealer. That's hypocrisy. That's what he talks about. He says, whatever judgment you bring to someone, remember, it's going to be brought to you. You point fingers at others for doing evil things when you're doing the same thing they're doing. That's hypocrisy. But guess what? I don't steal. Guess what? I have the right to judge someone who's a thief. Why? Because he's doing something wrong that I don't do. So I have that right. That's what the Bible talks about. You can be a hypocrite. You can be out there telling people not to do something when in secret you do it. There you go. Simple. Yep. That's it. That's that, that. And that's the fight that each and every individual must have not to be a hypocrite, right? Uh, let me go to the next one. I'm trying to move on with these verses quick. Uh, it's a lot of verses, but... This is basically clear, giving you an idea concerning the entities that people are worshiping in ignorance when it comes to uh, uh, yoga and all these uh, Eastern religion stuff that people, you know, are not aware of. And that's uh, and that's the sad part. Sometimes when you bring the truth to people, uh, you bring giving information, the people won't believe you. They, they'll be like, oh, no, I, that's just, you know, your beliefs. And it's not true. You know, you can't prove what you're saying, blah, 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 blah. You know, and uh, you, you can't force you can't force any information. You can just give it and people have to make that choice to believe it or not. Right. All right. Let's look at Jude. Chapter one. It's only there's only one chapter starting verse six going to seven. What does it say? It says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath 
reserved in everlasting chain, chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities are about them in like manner, giving himself over to fornication, going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. The focus here is verse chapter, verse 6 where it talks about, it says, And the angels which kept not the first estate, estate means their habitation, which will go to uh, our next uh, part, which I'll explain to you. That, like I told you, the guys that were kicked out, they came down in heaven and they began to do things, right? So, uh, let's go to the next, next verse. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18. What does it say? It says, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels just like John was compelled to do. It's it's like a false humility. We're not supposed to, to worship these entities. They are fellow servants, the good ones. Intruding into those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. It, when you listen to my video about yoga, you understand why this verse i'm reading it to you right now so this video is a more like is a scriptural understanding of what i talk about in that video without going into the biblical verses that i'm going to you right now because if i would done that, that video would have been two hours long and you know most people don't have the long attention span we live in a fast food uh society where a 15 minutes video to many people is 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 uh, is a it's too much give me two minutes <laughs> and i'll be good give me that fast food come on all right let's go to the next book joshua chapter 24 all right let's go joshua chapter 24 and verse 15 says and if it seem evil unto you to serve the lord choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the book of Joshua here, the key word, he says, the gods which your ancestors served on the other side of the flood which flood he's talking about the noah's flood yes something happened that led to the flooding of the whole earth that most mythology they don't tell you they speak of it but they don't tell you the reasons why it happened why there was a flooding right let me go to the next book second peter Chapter 2, starting with verse 4. Let's read. It says, For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved into judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, 
a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them in a, in a, an example unto those that after should live ungodly and deliver lot and deliver just lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds the lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Yeah? So you see in Jude, he talked about the, the angels who are in chains, in darkness, in what people call hell. There is a dimension below the earth where those entities are. They're buried under quote-unquote famous relics like the Pyramid of Giza, the Pyramids of Mexico, and different places. You don't know what's under there, do you? They're never going to tell you. Huh? All right, let's go to the next book. Um, I'll go was a Jubilee, chapter 10. And uh, let's see. We go back to Jubilee 10. Let me go to 2 Corinthians first. 2 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 14 and 15. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. That's why, if you notice, the people who practice yoga, they come in a, in a word of what? Peace, love, light, open your mind, goodness. So the worship of these uh, beings, right? There's, it's so deep. That's why even me making this video, I'm already approaching 26 minutes. I wanted this video to be sure, but it... You can't just shortly talk about this. You got to go in deep. All the religions are worshiping these gods. They call, they, they're just hiding them under different names. These spirits are real. I know a lot of people, they, they look at spirituality as some mumbo jumbo, some imaginary thing because Western science was introduced to push atheistic belief to disregard the invisible, that, it, that the physical is affected from the invisible, which is spirituality. That's what they're trying to promote. That's the deception the Bible talks about. They can never come out in the open and say, we evil, we here to destroy you. No, that will never work because if they did that, all mankind will wake up. No, they need you to be asleep so they can deceive you. And let me uh, let's go in the book of Jubilees, chapter ten, where it tells you the uh, the origins of these spirits, the Nephilim. And just to give you a background story, 
the story you hear about the clash of the titans all that stuff it's real what happened is when these nephilim died because they were not created but the creator there are a creation between the angels and the women the mix together sometimes mankind uh like these quote-unquote gods became females and then man will deal with them and that make sure we bring out who what you call demigods because they were not part of the most highest program when they die their spirits cannot go where the spirits of men go in their habitation so their spirit got stuck here right so after the flood after all of them got annihilated their spirits because there was millions and billions of them on the earth they began to attack the children of Noah as sicknesses, disease, mental illness, cripple, uh, retardation, and all the crazy stuff you can imagine. Cancer, flu, all diseases, all demons. So what happened is Noah went to the most high to pray, and it's recorded. You won't find it in the book in the Bible because the book of Jubilees is one of the extra biblical texts. In the book of Jubilees, chapter 10 starting in uh in verse uh one it says and in a third week of this jubilee the unclean demons began to lead astray the children of the sons of noah and to make error and to destroy them and then and the sons of noah came to noah their father and they told him concerning the demons which were leading and which were leading astray and blinding and slaying his son's son and he prayed before the Lord his God and said, God of the spirits of all flesh, who has who has shown mercy unto me and has saved me and my sons from the waters of the flood and have not caused me to perish as thou did the sons of perditions. The sons of perdition not only included the Nephilim, meaning the children of the gods, but all of the children of man who began to worship them and follow the ways which is mentioned in the book of Enoch which I'll read uh, read shortly because uh there's it's it's so deep I can imagine me just talking for a few minutes and that's why I'm doing this for thy grace has been great towards me and great has been thy mercy to my soul and uh let me go down further it says in verse 5 and thou knowest how thy watchers the angels that's what that's another name he calls them here in in the book of jubilee the fathers of these spirits the spirits of the dead nephilims acted in my day and as for these spirits which are living imprison them and hold them fast in the place of condemnation and let them not bring destruction on the sons of thy servant, my God. For these are malignant and created in, to, in order to destroy and let them not rule over the spirits of the living. For thou alone can exercise dominion over them and let them not have dominion over the sons of the righteous from henceforth and forevermore. And the Lord our God bade us to bind all. And this is referring to the angel Raphael. And the chief of the spirits, Mastima, that's another name of Lucifer, Satan. 
came in and said, Lord creator, let some of them remain before me and let them hearken to my voice and do all that shall say unto them. For if some of them are not left to me, I shall not be able to execute my power of my will on the sons of men. For these are for corruption and leading astray before my judgment. For great is for great is the weakness of the sons of men. And he said, let the tenth part of them remain before him and let nine parts descend into the place of condemnation. And one of us, he commanded that we should teach Noah all their medicines for he knew that they will not walk in uprightness, nor strive in righteousness. And we did according to all his words. He is referring to the creator. All the malignant evil ones we bound in a place of condemnation. And a tenth part of them we left that they might be subject before Satan on the earth. And we explained to Noah all the medicines of their diseases together with their seductions and how he might heal them with herbs of the earth. And Noah wrote all these things in a book as we instructed him concerning every kind of medicine. Thus the evil spirits were precluded from hurting the sons of Noah. You can read this chapter on for yourself, but I just wanted to point that out. Notice he talked about, ah, man, it's so deep, man. Like, <laughs> Guys, with great powers come great responsibility. With great knowledge come great wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. What you just learn, it's talking about all diseases that we watch this. Noah prayed, right? Let's say there were billions of demons tormenting mankind that were growing with sickness and all that stuff and killing them, right? Noah prayed to the creator. He said, please bind these spirits so they won't kill us. He sends the angel. The angel was about to bound, but Lucifer came and said, well, if we bind these spirits, how can I do my job? My, my time is, I have a limited time to basically do what I'm supposed to do to man. So if you bind them, I, I'm not going to do my job. So the most I told the angels, okay, bind 90% of these angels, I mean, those demons, the Nephilim, the spirits of them in, in, in hell, or it's, it's a prison, it's a dimension under the earth that's a prison for those demons. And some of the, uh, and some of their fathers are also bound with them, right? That's why I'll give you the verse where it says, and the angels that left their estates and sin, right? But 10% of them were left on the earth after, during the time of Noah until our current era. Watch this. Look back into history, the evil, the, the murder, all the bad things that were happening, the disease, the murder, like everything evil you could imagine that was happening since then was under the order of Satan, but only using 10% of the demons from before the flood. But we're living in a time, check this out. All of those demons have been released. That's why you're not being told. That's why they're calling this the age of Aquarius. We're going to a new era 
Why do you think mental illness is a big deal these days? Why do you think these pharmaceutical companies exist? Why do you think when you take a pill, this is, oh, here are the side effects. This, 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 then this, and this, 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 this. You run on the list. It's because these entities are being released. What do you think CERN is? Right? Do you remember this image that was in front of CERN? What were they communicating? See, to the ignorant, they didn't understand. But to, to the wise, they understand what the whole thing was. It was a portal opening, trying to release them, finding what they use technology. It's not new. It's the old technology that the Nephilim were using. They were trying to communicate to this side, to those scientists, these men, quote unquote, wise men, how to come about a way to release them from their prison so they can torment mankind one last time before their judgment under the direction of Mestima or Lucifer or Yahweh. That's, that's what it's all about. I tell you, that's why they don't want you to read the Bible. The Bible reveals you all these things. I know the Bible catch a bad rap in, a, in this society that's anti-God, anti the most high, a higher. But do not be fooled. Everything you see happening in the world, it's because of those spirits they have been released. They know that time is almost up, so they want to have one last hurrah before the end. And they, they're, the ministers of Satan are worshiping them. See, you may believe these things are not real, but the people who worship these beings, they serve them with rigor, with pride, and they're relentless. You just a dumb, ignorant human who believe this doesn't exist. You think this is all a joke, a fantasy. But the people who worship these entities, they're not jokes. They're faithful to their gods. What about you? Who are you faithful to? Ignorance? Huh? Wake up, people. Wake up. Do not be ignorant of the times we're in. Do not be ignorant. Do not worship fallen gods in ignorance, thinking you're doing good. Bringing chaos, evil, ancient spirits into your home. That's what you'll be doing. You'll be bringing ancient spirits that your fathers, your ancestors never known. And they bring it to under the guise of goodness. Like this picture right here that says yoga for anxiety and stress. That's how you've been deceived. They're tricking you. Deception is the way of the gods. That's how they get you. 
these gods, these beings, they existed before the flood, when they were alive in the physical, before being destroyed. Most of them, they kill each other during the clash of the titans. There was a war amongst them. That's why in their anger today, those same spirits, they give up what the spirit of war because of what happened to them. They want it to happen to us. They want us, the children of Adam, to kill each other, to wars. That's why I've told you guys in previous streams, war is a ritual. It's a sacrificial ritual to the gods. Which gods? The gods of old, the gods before the flood. These gods, they come by different names. These gods, they come under different names. And then you're worshiping them unknowingly because it feels good. It feels good under the guise of what? Yoga. That's how you have been deceived, people. That's how they got you good. Let me read last one last book to tell you the origin of these gods, their story, and how they came to be, how they acted, and what happened to them, which you, you heard earlier. But I want to give you the biblical story from the book of Enoch of what happened, how they came to be, how these Nephilim, these demigods, came to being, and how they gave mankind to worship to different practices. Let's go to the book of Enoch, chapter 6. And it came to, uh, to pass, when the children of men had multiplied, that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of heaven, saw and lusted after them, and said to one another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men and beget us children. And Semjaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear you will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. And they all answer him and say, so basically what these words are saying, he wanted to do it, right? But he's like, well, uh, I don't want to be the only one that faced the punishment, right? And then basically the, he made all of his buddies to swear on what they're about to do because they knew it was wrong, but they wanted to do it anyway. So it's kind of like, hey, we want to do, we want to rob a bank. So we're going to, hey, all of us, we all, we all in this together, right? Nobody's going to snitch, right? So let us, hey, let us make a pact where whatever we do here, we're going to die with this. Basically, that's, you know, I'm, I'm using an analogy. So for those of you who don't understand the language he is being spoken as I read, I'm basically explaining to you, it's like people are about to commit a crime. They say, well, if we're about to do, nothing goes out. And whoever goes out, he's going to be punished. We all are agreeing to do this dirty deed. Let's, me, let's read it. It says, let us swear an oath and all bind ourselves by mutual and precautions not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. Then swear they all together and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And there were all in all 200 who descended in the days of Jared on the summit of Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is in Syria right now. 
And it's no coincidence there's a war in Syria. And they called it Mount Herman because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And these are the names of the leaders. I don't want to go into the name of the leaders, like I told you. Names have power. But Semjaza is the chief one. And these names, they're called differently in mythology. That's why I say most of the gods that people are worshiping, it's these gods that fell. And then it says in verse 8, these are the, their chief of, the chiefs of tens. There you go. They're leaders. That's why I told you earlier that one God has spirits under him, you know, the children of the Nephilim. So let's go in chapter 7. And all the others together with them took unto them wives, and each chose for himself, and they began to go in unto them. Go in. Wink, wink. <laughs> the Bible got jokes. And to defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. Splicing and all that stuff, right? But that would be another teaching. And they became pregnant. They referring to the, to the wives they took, the children of men. So we're witnessing the mixing of different beings, different entities. Mankind, which is one species, mixing with another species, which are angels or quote-unquote divine spirits. And they bear great giants whose heights were 3,000 L's, who consume all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and to drink the blood. And then the earth laid acquisition against the lawless ones. And he says, and Azazel, one of the chief gods, taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones. You notice all these gods that I show you, they have one thing in common, makeups and all coloring tinctures. And these arose much godlessness and they committed fornication and they were led astray and became corrupt in all the ways. Semjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings. Amaros, the resolving of enchantment. Barakilel taught astrology. Kogabel, the constellations. Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds. Arakiel, the signs of the earth. Semshemiziel, the signs of the sun. And Seriel, the course of the moon. And as men perish, they cry, and the cry went up to heaven. That, 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 meaning continue. But if you have time, you can read the book of Enoch for yourself, which basically led to the, the clash of the titans, where the gods of old, for, uh, their children, basically, they, they, they stood, and their punishment was they're going to watch their children murder each other, kill each other in war. They're going to witness their quote-unquote sin and uh, was a um, scientific experiment be destroyed, fail, and then after that, 
being thrown into the into the dimension of darkness and be bound by chains to be locked there until the final judgment. And then the spirits of after the flood, the spirits of this the, of their children, they were roaming the earth. And then those who the mankind who survived the flood, they began being tormented because those spirits were angry. Then Noah prayed to God and God sent who? The angels, Raphael and others, to bind these angels, I mean those demons. And then Satan came in and pleaded. He said, well, if you bind all of them, I'm going to use them against mankind because I got to do my job. You know, I got it. You know, I was given a time to on this earth to, to do my job, to do what I have to do, to lead men astray. So 10% of them was left to Satan that he was been using for thousands of years. Now imagine, right? That's why the Messiah, Christ, Yeshua said in the book of Matthew, he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Meaning, just like evil waxed strong when Noah was, was alive, before the flood, the same thing will happen in the season before I return because time is going to be cut short. If I don't cut that time short, if the father don't send me before that, before Satan's time is fulfilled, 6,000 years, no flesh shall be saved. Meaning if those spirits are released and nothing comes to stop them, nobody will be alive. If Christ came after the, the, the assigned time given by Mistima. So you see, those spirits have been released if you don't have no idea. This whole thing with this, this world shut down, COVID and all that stuff, it's all part of the plan. But you don't have to believe me. I'm nobody. I'm just giving words and those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, let them see, let them listen. As we get more closer to that time, we are really into it. They lied to us in our, the calendar. We're not in 2020, like they told us. This is the, they call it the Gregorian Julian calendar. But what is the true time? Nobody is telling you. No, they will say nobody knows. You don't think the people who gave us the time and calendar know what the real time is according to the true movements of the stars? You don't think they don't know? They know. But like I said, Satan is a deceiver. They have to deceive you. They have to keep you in the dark. But the time is coming where these gods and these demons, they have no choice but to come out in the open. We will, we, we will see them. The Bible speaks about it. Where it says, Why, what is in the dark will come into the light. Why? To further lean men come to tell the Bill, hey, I'm the guy you've been worshiping all along. Here I am. Won't you accept, accept me now, now that I, I'm, I've shown myself to you? We are not ready for that time, guys. Stop being ignorant of the times we're in. Do not be deceived by the deceiver. Please. 
understand the time we're in. I hope this message resonates to you guys. For those of you out there who wants to know the things that are happening. I understand many who will hear this message will be skeptical. And I understand you have every choice to do so. But for those of you who want to know the truth, who are about the most like the creator, who want to be saved out of the darkness that are coming, how to survive these gods and their children, their attacks and everything. I hope you pay attention and not fall for the traps. I really hope you don't fall for the traps, guys. Because they are coming. They are really here. They're deceiver. They're very slick. Hey, they're more slick than me. They can trick me too. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm not special. Some people may be, no, I'm not special. I'm a man like you if you're listening. They can trick me too. Oh, yeah. I remember I was taking Zumba class. And after the dancing session, our, our teacher had us do yoga pose and stuff like that. I was like, wait a minute. Is this part of the exercise? Once I figured out that I'm doing yoga, I'm like, nah, I, I, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing the whole, no, no. I stopped. I even stopped going to class. I was like, see, that's our deception. They were teaching salsa, Zumba, Zumba, and then boom, Satan slipping in its poison, making everybody worship the gods unaware under the guise of what? Exercise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what is my message today, guys? Going back to my original banner, since uh, I finished reading, my original banner was yoga, the involuntary worship of fallen angels. And the reason why I chose involuntary, why? You're worshiping these deities, these uh, divine beings, involuntary. Because you've been tricked. And there are those who voluntarily worship these deities. Because they know who they are. They know what yoga is about. They know what this practice is for. And they do it gladly. With full awareness. But you, the ignorant. Do you know what you are doing? Or you're just doing it just to get along. You're doing it because you want to sound cool when you pray. Oh, yeah, you know, I'll do yoga. To someone who's aware, he'll be like, oh, you do yoga? Who is your God? That's what he's going to be asking himself. And then by how you speak, I will know if you are aware of what you're doing or you're not. And these demons, they come in sweet under the guise of goodness. It's all about being Aware of yourself, knowledge of self, look deep within this passive language and stuff like that. No conflict. It's all about the inner peace. Stand still. 
You know, they have to talk sweet, like, you know, and they don't like, you know, that the voice of a lion, like the way I speak, the way I'm loud. They don't, and here's another, here's another secret. Spirits, these, these spirits, they're very timid. That's why you shouldn't be afraid of them. Do you know why this, the, the uh, Hollywood makes scary movies? You know, before I end this video, you know why they make scary movies? They want to make you feel scared of those beings. But guess what? You want to know who's really scared? Those demons are. They have scared because as a man of God, you have the power to what? To send them back to their prison. That's why they're scared. So they have to trick you to being scared of them. Don't be scared of them. They are weak. Their power lies in deception. They have no power over you unless you are deceived by them and you relegate your power to them. That's the greatest weapon. Their weapon is they have to make you scared of them into worshiping them. When you as a man, you have power. Why? Because you are alive. That's the greatest power you have. Being alive, you have power over them. But if you give in, you trick, you deceive, you relegate your power, that's how they gain power over you. Do not relegate your power to them. Do not do it. Do not do it. You have more power than them. And that's the secret they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know because they know if you know, you can send them back to the prison in the powerful name of the anointed Savior. The most high is no joke. But if you want to have that power, you have to believe in him, that he is real, that he has the power to, to send these, these beings, these worms back to where they came from, hell. The abyss, the darkness, the other realm, the shadow realm. That's it. I think I've said enough. And hopefully you guys will take heed and renew your mind. Before I go, guys, remember, don't be shy and click that subscribe button subscribe to my channel stay tuned for more videos some crazy videos are coming i know i know <laughs> stay tuned press that bell button so that way when i upload a video or i have a pre-show you can stay tuned and i'm doing my best i'm i, I want to schedule some interviews with some awesome people uh whether it comes from sports uh health legal matters i really want to i really want to you know i want to make my show more entertaining for you guys it's just that with my job it gets very very busy but uh i want to do uh, i have a lot of surprise for you guys so stay tuned and you know what to stay tuned is to subscribe to my channel on youtube and for those of you guys out there following me on anchor and spotify and stuff like that don't forget to subscribe to the rss feed so whenever I post something new, you'll be aware of it. So please like, share, subscribe to my channel and stay tuned to more awesome video. All right, guys. So thanks again. I appreciate your support. Please like, share, subscribe. 
and those of you who feel uh, um, touched by the message, hey, I do take donations. So as you can see on the screen passing below, Cash App or PayPal, I uh, appreciate it, doesn't matter. And uh, I wanna also wanna thank all the individuals who surprised me from time to time with some weird uh, message that like in my email, hey, somebody so-and-so donated to you. I'm like, oh, really? Wow, I feel I feel honor, <laughs> you know, just getting a surprise support. So to all of you out there, I, I do send reply where I say thank you, but uh, I want to use this moment personally to say thank you very much for all your support. You have no idea how motivated it is to actually get, you know, monetary support from a stranger. They probably don't know, but who took the time to not only appreciate your work, by pressing that like button and subscribing, but also sending you some cash. So thank you very much and stay tuned for more videos. Peace and see you guys on the next video. That's right. <laughs>